Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal yes. friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is your weekly examination we of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Brought to you this week by CreativeLive.com. Want to learn how to record music? Check out our friends at Creative Live who uh, have classes on engineering, mixing, and mastering taught by artists like Between the Pair to Me, Converge, Periphery, and Dillinger Escape Land. Head over to CreativeLive.com slash audio to learn more. We're going to learn more from uh, one of their contributors later in the show, where E.R. Levy is going to be uh, one of our guests this week, because we are going to bring back One Minute to Midnight. It's a good thing. Everybody who's into One Minute to Midnight should also just at least browse that catalog of classes they got at Creative Live. They got so much cool stuff, and it's like from free to expensive, everything. It's it's. Right? I, I don't know if you've spent any time on that this mm-hmm. past week, but I've spent the last couple of weeks like going through the blog and going check it out ton of awesome stuff on that site so yeah it's something to check out man and if you're a i hate to say amateur record recordist or something yeah if, if that's you you can always get better and hell that's what we talked about to talk to y'all about it's like you always got to keep uh, getting better at what you do you know that's right we're also going to get uh we're also going to get a new song from we butter the bread with butter Oh, so good. The worst name of a band ever, but the best name totally of a wrong. band ever. And, and Godless is one of uh, his favorites, so I, I pulled that one out for you. Thank you. So, yeah, that's coming up in the show. Also, we are going to talk to the lead singer, Carly Coma of Candiria. You may remember them from Candiria fame. Um, yeah. I, I got I to gotta say this because we know that he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> uh, but, dude, that was like I, – I, I went in with like almost zero expectations because I got to say like we did the interview for our episode 100 and that is a – freaking freight train of an app of an interview like do not do not you this is do not miss that one right so i went in with this one like almost like completely winded and this one freaking rocks it was fun it was fun it was a lot of fun man i actually enjoyed it quite a bit man and i was with you because i mean uh, candiria is one of those bands that i had experience with before but hadn't really revisited in quite some time and it got me listening to the stuff again, and I was like, okay, cool. This is a, yeah, I hadn't listened to it, and how kind of um, now it sounds, you know, because it was way ahead of its time, I, I really kind yeah. of think, especially the older stuff before um, What Doesn't Kill You. And I think it's, you know, now it's, it can feel more relevant, and it's just really interesting. But at the same time, it's like, well, what do you talk to somebody who's kind of been out of it for a little? Yeah, and, and I think I think it, uh, yeah, you'll have to listen. It's coming up. So that's going to be uh, on the show after here in a bit. But we wanted to really talk about, uh, <laughs> kick it off talking about this, all the stuff that's been happening with Guar in the past couple uh, days. I, you know, I think we spend more time talking about Guar over the past, uh, like, year dude, and some odd. I know, and I feel weird about anybody. it, right? Can we just declare them now as the most interesting band in America? Well, but they always were the most interesting band in America, and and I, and for different reasons, though. That's what's really crazy. You know, before it was Dave Rocky on on Fox News talking about whatever, you know, and now it's 
them having battles on Facebook about the ex-lead singer. You know, it's like, what the fuck is that all about? It's just crazy. I think I'm going to like build a, a, a fake Twitter profile. It'll be Dave Brocky's ghost. And just have Dave Brocky commenting on all of Dave Brocky's ghost commenting on everything that's going on with Guar, you know, from his opinion. I think that would be awesome. Uh, from the, worm- I'm going to have to do that from yeah. the wormhole, man, you know, co- yeah. comments from the wormhole. Cause dude, this is like, it's just so crazy. Uh, Kim Dilla, who is the, uh, Actress, singer, musician who plays Volvatron uh, is out of the band, basically. So uh, that's uh, the, she got ousted. And according to her, she learned about it on the Internet. And that was a big deal. Uh, and Brent Perguson, who plays Postum- Postulus Maximus in the band, uh, said that's not true. And it's been going back and forth uh, for quite some time now. And the, the thread is getting longer and longer and longer. And I'm, and I guess it disappeared. I don't know if they deleted it, but uh, metal sucks. Uh, if you go to the, if you go to the website, there's, uh, you know, all the screenshots of everything. And I mean, it's like, it's some crazy stuff, man. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it worries. So real, real quick. So apparently right after the tour was over, she got fired from the band. She knew she was fired from the band, but, you know that was it right didn't so know she was fired for the band but she did well, know no, but didn't know she did but but i guess she didn't know that the character was going to continue ah, she thought that she was the character and therefore the character would get retired and you know it's sort of like it's guar you gotta know that you know your, your character could very well continue and the character is going to continue yeah they're going to find somebody else they're going to put in the suit well you know, uh, yeah she's not dead you know, so I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not paying tribute. They're not retiring that case. You know what I mean? It's like the only characters that they've they, they've retired some, but then some have made returns here and there. But uh, the only ones that they've like completely gotten rid of are the ones who have passed away for the most part. And even Dave Brocky, uh, Odorous is still around for that matter, at least yeah, in the they, show. Yeah, they got the, uh, the what do they call that? The the apparition thing? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what they call those. The, the, oh, the uh, hologram? Hologram. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> it's like an appar- apparition thing. The thing that, le- you know, give his, brings his ghost back, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all stuck on this idea of doing Dave Brocky's ghost. <laughs> I uh, hope that's not taken. I got to oh go boy. get that now. Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but it, it, once we start get, diving into some of the comments that were going back and forth between her and Brent, and it's like, oh, this looks like it's going to get dicey pretty quick. Yeah, because she commented publicly on – he basically said, look, you know, we've parted ways. It was a very nice – you know, you got to say something. According you know? to him, the, the quote here was, uh, Kim did a great job, but we wanted to go a different direction with the Volvatron character. Uh, we respect Kim's talent without question. There is no uh, no ill will, no acrimony, no drama. And that right. couldn't be farther from the truth, because when she commented back, it was really ni- uh, her comment was, it's really nice to find out the important things from people you consider to be your friends from posts on the Internet and messages from strangers, which is, uh, yeah, that's not good. So, of course, that, that that opens up a can of worms where it just gets it dives down into the actual nuts and bolts of why they got rid of her. And that that's sort of disturbing. It probably should have died with her. You know, it should have died with the press release. But then I can get it from her where it's like, oh, well, you know, that that sucks about the character. But that shouldn't be a public statement. That should be a, hey, you know, an email. Hey, you know, what's going on? I thought we were going to kill the character. I'd rather you killed the character. And then it's like behind the curtain and everything's okay. But uh, it shouldn't have been brought out because as soon as brought out, Gore's got to defend itself because it's like – Hey, this is the reason. And, and and it was to Kim's advantage to let it stay because little did we know that their idea for the character going forward was a sober one. You know, that's... <laughs> 
Well, and and okay, so the my thing about it is is that okay, so this is kind of a the the broader spectrum of this is that okay, if you are ousted from a band and the it, it is it, it says this about you, they're being complimentary to you. Why don't you just leave it at that and and not try to drive the wedge because once you start driving the wedge, you look like the asshole. And you might actually be the asshole, which, you know, is yet to be seen. I mean, obviously, what they were talking about with the booze thing and she may be the asshole in this thing. But you don't you might as well go ahead and go. Uh, yeah, it was great. My time with them was awesome. It was the best thing ever. You know, blah, 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 blah. Because what this could do is that could tarnish anything that she tries to do in the future because people may or may not want to work with her. You know what I mean? So the if you're. If you're one of those members of a band who gets bounced and you might not want to be a dick unless that's what your your thing is, you know, if you're right. if you're already an asshole, then and everybody knows it, so be it. But, you know, I, I can't imagine it's going to be hard for her to find another gig, because right now, if you want a record deal with Century Media, you need a female vocalist and there's very few to go from. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, true. <laughs> so it was a couple I, of light beers between friends. I mean, you know, that's just right. you know, how it goes. And, and see, that's the thing is, I guess they went to her several times during the tour and said, hey, look, please, you know, you're a little drunk while we're performing. We'd love to keep you. But, you know, don't 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 drink before the show, if you don't mind. She sees other people in the band drinking. She goes, well, screw you. I'm going to keep on drinking. I don't think I'm drunk. And they basically, you know, she didn't take them seriously. And I, I, you know, it should only take once where if for me, it's like if I'm in the dream band, it's the dream gig. I mean, it really is a dream gig for any metal fan, right? As soon as somebody goes, hey, look, you know, you got to do this. I don't care what it is. I'm doing it, you know? Well, and, and and you also have dickheads like us that are totally on board. You know, when you've got the critics on your side and everybody's like, oh, this was great. You know, it was amazing. You know, like what they've done and been able to twist the story and make everything work. It's like you kind of got to make some exceptions in whatever your pattern is a little bit, you know. But mm-hmm. but but then again, you know, from the other side, you, uh, when you're having a couple of beers and you're doing whatever you're doing, it's, like, it's kind of hard to see. <laughs> the forest you know you see a bunch of trees it's yeah. it's just it's just it's a little different you know and then you feel like you're being singled out Who knows? i suspect she probably thought that she was being newsteaded you know it was a hazing thing you know uh, yeah maybe, and she I was guess, like no but... i'm not gonna let you do that to me you know and it's like well you know <laughs> newstead did <laughs> and he, he's a very wealthy man you know what i mean but he's also still really angry, and nobody really wants to work with him a whole bunch. So that's my. That's kind of. What Are you my, kidding? That's not true. Really? Are you? I'm, how good is Newstead doing? I mean, that's the thing is that he had to go so far to start a band. Eh, that's his name because that's uh, that's how <laughs> that's how good it went. Or Flotsam well, and Jetsam kind of died. You know, we'd have to talk to him about that because it's like you know the dude the dude can can do anything. There's no gig in America that would not take Jason Newstead, with the exception of Metallica, and that's inclusive of Megadeth. That's but, that's, but we're also talking about a band. But the difference between that is is you're also talking about a band. in the drama that's that's in in the band like that is completely different than the drama that's in a in, in a band like guar you know because yeah. guar is a working is a, i would consider a working class band you know they're still making money to make money and keep going metallica is doing metallica things because metallica is metallica you know and, and whatever that looking glass is for them it's going to be completely different you know and and it's more drama 
just built in because it's drama. You know, when you can have a therapist with you in the studio to make sure your record goes right, you know, shit like that. It's like, what, fucking, what, 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 what? <laughs> well, after how much they spend on that movie and on that festival that failed, I think that uh, they might become a working class band <laughs> real quick again. <laughs> Whatever. All I got to do is release another single and they'll make a million on iTunes. It's, you know, but can I call somebody out? I got to call somebody out. Who's that? I don't know. I don't know who this Maddie Granger is. <laughs> Uh, I saw that the in the middle of okay so if you're looking at the post on metal sucks right th- there's all this back and forth between Brent and Kim and it's 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 tragic right but in the middle of it this dude guys please don't do this here is the comment and it's what's great is is that I kind of feel for the dude cuz I think that that's the worst way that you could possibly hash this thing out is on Facebook but at the same time for me and us it's one of the best things you could do is hash it out on Facebook all I got to say is if Guar's looking for another singer with no balls, Maddie Granger might be trying to get himself a gig. <laughs> uh, uh, allegedly. Wait, wait, wait uh, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> Guys, please don't do this here. And it's like, no, you know, when you pass by the car accident, he's the jerk off who's like, let's scoop the brains off the highway first. No, you leave that, you know, that's the last thing you scoop up. That's the thing we want to see, you know, uh, dude. But I still think that that's like the biggest problem that they have here is that that they just got they, if if this was Brent, like I'm thinking from the perspective of Guar. You know, you you should have put they should have put the plug on this a long time ago and just said, you know, let her be uh, let her fucking fume about it. Let her let the people that are fans of hers be all pissy on her Facebook page. Don't worry about it and whatever. And then, you know, just let it go. That doesn't work because now every you know, here we are. We're sitting here and we're like. We had a great conversation with those guys a few months ago. They had one of the greatest live shows we've ever seen. You know, they've 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 launched the 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 bar. They've got the festival still coming up in just a few weeks. The whole thing. They're doing everything right. If her story ended up being the official story, then I think we'd all find that a little tainted. I think it was in their interest to basically publicly all right if you're gonna call us out we got to say what really happened and i think they come out as winners on here well but the thing is is that i think that that's that needs to be done in a in a concise statement and not in this back and forth between two members of the band you know i mean that's that's where you get into this trouble is is if as a band you're not making these decisions and from what it appears you know reading what i'm seeing in front of me it appears that he's sort of making this not not personal, but it's on his own. When it's coming from him, it's one thing. You know, if if this would have been the call and response, the call and response should have been Guar, should have been the band, not Brent Ferguson, not Postulus Maximus. It should have been the entire band making another statement that said they clarified the situation and laid it out a little bit better. Because the problem that's going to get into is now it looks like a bitch fest between two members of the band and everybody else can go, well... Yeah, but the the problem with the press release is that like now the back and forth is between her and the band and they can no longer there's no sort of like room for deniability by having just Brent personally do the back and forth then they can go hey look he doesn't represent 
you know what Guar as a whole everything feels. else that that band has done whether it's making a statement about dave brocky's father whether it's making a statement to the public about dave brocky and his funeral whether it's anything else it's been all of those dudes standing in one room doing a video about what happened and what's going down and what's going on to happen in the future this is the only time in the past year that we've seen somebody individually come out and act in this way between somebody else and that is very strange to me. He's 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 a lot nicer than Odorous would have been, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because Odorous would have done it in character. And, yeah, we bet you. And dude, oh, that could have been great. Oh my god, that'd be <laughs> wow. That would have, yeah, that could have been really awesome. Follow uh, uh, Dave Brocky's ghost on Twitter because oh, no. I got to set that up. It? Oh shit, I, uh, I, I gotta get it. I gotta get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> this is gonna be interesting uh, great now godless gets sued into oblivion he gets <laughs> they sued. said i could he gets I've sued got, back to america I, I asked them specifically and they said i could who gore guys they said can i make jokes about dave brocky oh that okay? that's true yes uh, they, they yeah. did say that you can make jokes but you know yeah uh, good times. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to know is like, so the Gwar book is coming out. Is she literally going to be a footnote <laughs> in the book? Of uh, history, at this, you know? Maybe not even that. I mean, yeah. shit. It, it's, it seems like it might be uh, past that at this point. But I don't know, man. It's when when stuff like this happens with bands, it seems like it's it, uh, it's so hard for band to keep control of the message. And, and, and it's like, that's the point is that you got to control that message, man, or else it's going to get out of hand and get out of hand fast. Yeah. And if you've got a unified statement that says, bam, and then if it's a unified statement that responds, bam, and, and so on, it's, it's one thing tit for tat does not work. And, you know, I, and I, were, I think that's on every level. If I were odorous, what I would have done and I was still alive. What I would do is like, so earlier this week I had the Iron Maiden beer for the first time, which was really good. I would release the Volvatron beer, but it's two light beers. You sell them as a pair. It's your pre-show warm up beer collection from Volvatron. Oh my God. That'd be funny. Uh, it tastes like shit and makes you puke or something, you know, like it's something really terrible. Oh, now at the Guar bar, <laughs> Volvatron special. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, we got a clearance on this stuff, man. All right. It's uh, the Volvatron happy hour. Yeah, yeah, two to three light beers. Yeah, totally. Done and done. And you get, then you get the main course. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. All right, we got to get into our interview with uh, with Carly Coma from uh, Canteria, man. Uh, we're going to hear a song from some old school stuff uh, that we actually talk about in this interview. And uh, and we had a lot of fun with it, man. It was, it was great. They're going to be doing their first show in New York City, I believe, in like almost 10 years. Uh, coming up this next weekend. So uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit and some other stuff. Carly Coma on the Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Uh, how you doing? It's uh, Chuck and uh, Godless from uh, Metal Sucks Podcast. Oh, nice. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well, man. Good, uh, good to talk to you, brother. I hope we're not yeah, surprising awesome. you. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> not at all, man. I, I was expecting you to call. <laughs> oh, good, good. All right, good. cool. Every once in a while, we'll surprise people, and you're like, "What? I had to, we had we got yeah. an interview?" Huh? <laughs> I was just, I was just worried that like you had that tone, like we caught you in the middle of discussing Josh, uh, Josh Wedden, you know, the guy from Avengers Two, director, you know, yeah. like whether he yeah. was a feminist or not a fe- that it looked like your, it felt like your mind was somewhere completely different. 
Uh, well, you know, I was reading, you know, going through emails and like, you know, checking text messages and stuff like that. I'm like, Austin, I'm like, who's this? <laughs> I saw the error code come up and I figured it was you guys. So how's it going, man? How you doing? Oh, uh, man, I'm just doing, just doing awesome. Um, just doing great. Like getting ready for the show, uh, the black and blue bowls at uh, Webster Hall, you know, on, so, uh, on, May, on May 16th. It's going to be awesome. So is the email and all the texts, everybody like trying to get on your guest list? Right. Dude, I got to tell you, man. The, this happens all the time. The minute people find out we're playing New York, even though Candiria hasn't played in like nine years or so in New York City, but it didn't skip a beat. My phone starts ringing. People start emailing me, can you get me on the guest list? I'm like, I haven't spoken to you in like 10 years, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. It's funny. You, know, you got to laugh at it. Well, but it's New York, right? Like half of your guest list yeah. should be like people you've only seen in movies and you've never actually met. Yeah, I, mean, that's <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, you know, it, it's having, you know, between family, friends, people that, you know, you order pizza from, whatever. Everyone wants to get on the guest list. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So you, are you excited to be playing again? Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, it's going to be great, like, seeing all the bands. Uh, like, I'm looking forward to seeing Earth Crisis and Mad Ball. Haven't seen, like, those guys in a while. And um, just looking forward to getting on stage uh, with the guys and uh, playing some of, like, uh, the older tunes. And um, just, um, yeah, just, just, giving, just giving the fans a really, really good show. It's going to feel like a family reunion of sorts. What's that guest list negotiation like? Uh, or not the uh, guest list, but the set list negotiation. Oh, set list? Uh, pretty much, you know, uh, usually, uh, usually I'm the guy who writes the, uh, the set list. And, uh, uh, and I like to, when I do it, I, I, I kind of, I, I envision how the crowd's going to react to the songs, you know? Like, you know, you got to look at everything in terms of, like, peaks and valleys. You know, and uh, I want to make sure that the crowds are moving. You know that they like. You know that they're excited, but you don't want to give away. You know, I guess uh, quote unquote, I, they hit. You know, right away, but you know, yeah. just enough just to keep them going. Like you know, build up, uh, build up momentum, build up the anticipation, and just at the end of the set, just hit them with like, a, I guess, a fan favorite. So, what do you consider? What what are what are the fan favorites for you guys? Like, what what are the biggest songs that you that you feel in the crowd? Oh, definitely uh, Faction, which is off the Beyond Reasonable Doubt uh, album, yeah. which is our, our, our second record. Uh, we also, uh, I guess, re-release uh, that album, but uh, under a different name on a different label uh, called uh, The Coma Imprint. Pretty much it was remixed and remastered or whatever. But that song just seems to get people going. Like, the minute you hear, like, the first couple of hits, like, um, the floor opens up and it's just complete insanity, which is really? very cool. <laughs> We had a conversation with uh, Nick from Job for a Cowboy a few months ago, and he was talking yeah. about how he, he was reading um, the Talking Heads guy um, biography. And I can't think of the name of yeah. it, but he, 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 was, he they, was saying read, that, like, uh, something. Yeah. yeah, he was saying that, like, sometimes some venues, like a smaller venue, mm -hmm. yeah. songs at certain tempos work better. And then when you're at, like, outdoor venue, you've got to go with a slower tempo and they work better there, that sort of thing. And I thought that was really interesting. Is that anything that oh. you've, like, come across? No, you know, I've, I've, I've never... You, you know, just rock that, wherever you, know? you are. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a lot of energy, man, you know. <laughs> and so anything that could just... Uh, I kind of do this jump spinning thing uh, on stage, you know, I'm jumping and I'm spinning in the air. And so it's like anything that... Any song or any part that allows me to do that uh, helps to energize the crowd and then I feed off the energy. So I'm, I'm really just kind of going with that. I never really no noticed that uh, 
I have to say, but uh, but now I'm gonna keep my eye on it. Thanks. <laughs> you know, one more. Thing. So I'm now gonna be like a scientist on stage. I wonder, I wonder if they were right. You know, but, like, one, right. one more thing to think about. It's like, yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Sorry> <laughs> so i mean like this this far on though jumping up and down Mm -hmm. and uh spinning in the air and all that you're you're cool you're cool with that right it doesn't hurt your back or anything like that i know i know yeah i know right it's like it's you know like i said man i have a lot of energy and it's it's i've always had it it hasn't gone anywhere and fact just this so don't get me wrong, you know, you have to know when to stand still. Some parts call for it, you know, you're putting on a show, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, it's, I even if I wanted to, uh, like, I guess stand still on the parts that I normally do that, I wouldn't be able to. It's just the switch goes on and you just go, you know. And, if, and another thing I think about, you know, even if I am in pain or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. They paid their money to come see you. You have to put on a great show. You know, what you're going through doesn't matter. It's like they pay their money. You make sure that they walk walk out of that venue with a great memory. So you're like one of those MMA guys who like his ear just, I, it just got ripped off and he's standing around with the referee and the doctor going, no, let me go, let me go, you know? Actually, I, I love mixed martial arts. Like I'm completely obsessed with it. So it's kind of funny that you said that. <laughs> and, and yeah, and that's actually one of the things that like inspires me. You know, where you look at some of these um, UFC dudes where like the ears on the floor, no, I have one more, you know, I can keep fighting, you know, that's pretty much the attitude that I have, you know, but then, but then they're like, you know, training for the fight and it's like, Oh, I kind of turned my ankle a little bit and I can't fight. And it's like, Oh, come on, dude. That's all pre-fight bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. Some guys are like that, but like you have to have the heart of a champion in pretty much anything, anything that you're doing, you know, whether you're competing in MMA, whether you're on stage performing, whether you're a janitor, you know, if he's going to be a janitor, be the best janitor in the world. You know what I mean? I, I really believe. I really believe that. All right, Chuck. Let me let me have one MMA question. Is that right, good? No, go ahead. Go sure. for it. Sure, sure. John Jones. Sure. Should he have gotten stripped or not? I got to tell you, yeah. And let me tell you why. Okay. My, my, I, I just had this discussion with my brother, and he was very upset about it. I said, "Listen, man. If he signed a contract, right, and it, and he said that you have to carry yourself like a certain way, and he agreed to it. If he agreed to it." And then he didn't follow, and and, and I guess, uh, and and then he did otherwise. And yeah, you know, I mean, you 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 know, you, uh, it, it's his word. He gave his word that you know he would handle himself like a certain way. And if it wasn't in the contract, and yeah, well, not just have thought. What he does in, isn't um, in his own private life is is pretty much his business. But if it's in the contract, which most of these like you know companies, like whether you're looking at, uh, let's say, if you look at the Yankees, you have to carry, you can't, uh, you have to carry yourself a certain way, like. You can't have facial hair, whatever the case may be. You know, some companies, some uh, you know, they'll put that in the contract. So if it's if it was put in there, then yeah, I I, I, I think so. I mean, the guy went completely nuts, man. <laughs> the guy's like yeah. he's like the best fighter in the world. He's just losing it. And sometimes, you know, you have to you have to get checked a bit. I think um, there's nothing wrong with having uh, your ego put in place just so you can focus on why you got in the sport in the first place. And a lot of times, whether you're a performer, actor, or, or let's say a fighter, you know, if you're in a bright light, sometimes you can get lost in in, in, in all that stuff, you know? So, Carly, you kind of had that experience for a while. Candiria were 
the the light heavyweight champions of, yeah. of metal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. did you go through that sort of same thing that he's going through, or did you resist it somehow? And how? Well, to be honest, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go like into detail, but yeah, there, there were there are times when it's like I'm like, whoa, man. I'm like, it's like this isn't you. Yeah, calm down, you know, and and. And but the but the good thing is like I, I always I never forgot where I came from, you know, and I, I um and I, I didn't forget like you know it's funny when you're growing up and the things that your parents tell you you're like uh, you know get away from me I don't want to hear it but like when you become like a man or a grown woman like you start to understand why they told you those things you know so in a sense it, um, those things that she told me that my mom told me growing up they were like an, an anchor so to speak. So yeah, so whenever I would, I guess straight off the beaten path, um, I catch myself I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Did it express itself in self-destructive ways or more in that yeah. sort of egotistical way or both? No, no, definitely not the egotistical way, man. It, it's a, the, I tried. I, I'll be honest. With you, I tried that uh, egotistical thing once, where uh, we were playing this show in like Irving Plaza, like New York, and like uh, I'm like, oh, let me give this thing a shot. You know, and like, uh, cause I, you know, I saw other bands and like, oh, I love to give a shot. And literally everyone in backstage looked at me like, dude, this ain't you. I'm like, all right, that hat doesn't fit. You know, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've always been like pretty much like a humble down to earth dude. And like, uh, and once I start acting like something that I'm not, I know that I'm in, uh, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I put that away real quick. <laughs> well, because you hear that from a lot of people that that you know, as they're kind of on the rise, they'll do exactly what yeah. you're talking about, where they kind of experiment with different things or whatever, and they become this yeah. other personality. Like, uh, you know, when you talk yeah. to Alice Cooper, you're talking to the character; you're not talking to the man. Versus, you know, yeah. there's a two two different splits there. You were never concerned with that. It was just always you, Carly Coleman, the character. It was well, you know, there was like I said. There, there, there was a bit of a character sometimes, you know, because once you step on stage, you know, people expect you to act a certain way. But once again, I never, I never had that ego thing. I had yeah. the self-destructive thing, you know what I mean? And like, uh, I guess trying to be like uh, the life of the party. You know, I'm a pretty, I'm a funny guy. I like to crack jokes. You know what I mean? But like, um, not jokes, but you know, I just like the funny random things come out of my mouth, right? Um, but like, but you know, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, ah, right, you know, this. I, you can't be like that all the time, you know. How did you? Uh, and, and, how did you check yourself? I mean, I mean, I know that I get the I get the whole like you know, mom told you, but man, that's easy. You know, you were able to ignore it when you start. I mean, how yeah. does it click? How does it click in? Well, you know, you, I, I'm a guy who like pretty much always analyzed everything. You know what I mean? I, I always like I and I and I'm always analyzing myself and I'm always looking at the situation uh, that I'm in and other people. I, and I'm like and like you start to get an idea that how uh, how things will end. You know what I mean? If like if you if you smoke crack, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if you do something like this, it's only a matter of time that before you overdose, right? So I can always see because, like, through throughout my life, either through other people's lives or my life, like, all right, there's a certain path. I know that if I keep going down this path, what what the end uh, result will be, you know? Right. So I, 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 I've always, uh, I've always kept that, I've always kept that in mind. I'm like, all right, dude, like, chill out. 
But in yeah. those cases, so have, have you, you been able to pull the reins on that? Because, I mean, I know that's like the hardest part for people that are in the middle of something that, that you're struggling with like that is to yeah. is to you you see it. You realize it. You know, this behavior is this or that. It's going to do this. This is the result. But sometimes you still do it. I mean, I still smoke and I know it's going to kill me. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I yeah. mean, it's you were able to pull the reins on that and actually make that work for you. Did you have to, like, seek help? Nah, I, I didn't. I mean, I, like, I, I'm, I'm Christian, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, so I, uh, so what I'll do is like, you know, I'll read like my Bible and stuff like that. And there, there are things in there that like were pretty much like, oh my God, I do like, uh, I have to watch my body. You know what I mean? I have to watch how I, you know, to, uh, take care of myself. I have to watch the, um, the situations that, that, that I put uh, myself in. And the thing is, I didn't, you know, I didn't always listen, but like, I think going in, going into, I guess going into certain situations uh, and um, having, uh, what's the word, like having uh, just a sense of where you're at and where your bearings are, I, I think that that's, that's a good start. Because of, but, because if you end up, to, like, saying, like, in a certain situation where you don't know, I guess, where, where, where you're going in and, like, you're like, ah, whatever, you know, and you have no idea what's going on or, and you can't foresee it, I think that's where you really get into trouble. And like, you know, I, you know, with you, you know, you're saying that, you know, that you, you have to smoke. I, I think, you know, oh, sooner or later, you know, you're, you're most likely going to stop because at least you will know it's like, all right, like, I'm, <laughs> I got to stop. You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, so it's like I said, every, it's in due time for, 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 for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you're saying you never broke a pregnant woman's arm. What? <laughs> is that what he did? I know. All I heard was that he hit a pregnant woman with a car. <laughs> no, yeah, he broke her arm. Because oh, it's no an arm, way. it's a felony. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I heard that he went back. I heard that he went back and got a... Uh, I think he left his, his his weed and his money in the car. First of all, he ran, so you know he. And I know they found coke in the system, and all that stuff. But like, he's John Jones. Like, you run and then you come back. If you're gonna run, I guess just run, right? <laughs> but when you come back, it's like, all right, dude, should have just stayed in the first place. I mean, it's just a complete mess. And and I and I hope uh, I hope things. I hope uh, he wakes up and just come back and be like you know the best fighter like in the world but, you know what i mean but here see here's a question it's like all right see he's got the same religion you do i mean the dude tattooed yeah. uh yeah, you know yeah. a, a, a passage on there I think, on yeah. yeah isn't that the one that says i will never get a tattoo isn't that the line no, i can't no. remember no, um but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's like old testament stuff yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 why hasn't there been something why hasn't it clicked for him i guess well, well, because, like, I think it's it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, people think just because, like, you're a person that you're not going to mess up. And, yeah, it's, it's like, I think you go through, whenever you drive, let's say, um, I, I, there's a, whenever you drive down the road, right, there's a series of lights to help keep you in check. But if you keep bypassing the red lights, the warning signs, it's only a matter of time before you get into an accident, right? So it's like the same thing. It's like, I, I Anyone, no matter who you are, it can get to your head. And I think that's one of the things that people get fooled by. You know, they think, oh, just because he's Christian, not going to rise up. No, it doesn't mean that. He has to keep, if he doesn't watch, I guess, like warning signs and doesn't keep himself like uh, in check or whatever. Oh, yeah, it, the same thing's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's lots of money. You know, a lot, it's fame. That stuff changes you if you're not grounded. You know what I mean? It, 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 it changes you. 
I just know, figured like people... the guy prays before every fight, right? And he's probably saying, yeah. I, you know, I want to, you know, dear Jesus, help me kick this guy's yeah. ass like really badly yeah. and keep yeah. me safe. You know, does, yeah. is there an expiration date on that prayer? What, 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 no, I think, no, I, I think it's one of those things where it's not, for him to get that, at that point, he probably stopped praying, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, you, it, and, and I, like I said, I, I know, and even myself, like, I've gone to times where I kind of just, like, just stopped and, and, like, that's when I would get into, like, you know, like, situation like, dude, how did I get here? You know, I stopped doing the things that I, I, I that, I, you know, according to my faith, you know, what I needed to do. And so, but, but he, You'll get a wake-up call that snaps you back into back in place, you know. And I think one of the things, like you know, no one is perfect. And I think, and like you know, and, and I think when you know we're human, and like we're prone to mess up, and like we're naturally selfish, right? So it's like we naturally want to do the things that we want to do. And if we, don't, like I said, if it's one of those things that if we don't, if we're not mindful of that, yeah, you end up in a situation, you know, like that. This question is going to sound ridiculous, and I don't mean it to <laughs> sound that way, right? But yeah, are you blaming Jesus for the van accident for Candiria? No. No, no, well, because if you had no. prayed to him, it wouldn't have happened, right? Uh, no, no, it, it, uh, it, no, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen uh, like that. You know what I mean? It's one. I think, I think what, uh, what I look at it is like, I'm like, well, well, thank you, Jesus, for making sure that I'm still alive. You know what I it, it, It's how you look at it. You know, like I said, yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those things where people feel like, oh, well, how'd you get to it? Bad things happen to people all the time. You know what I mean? It's what you do and how you handle those bad things. It, I guess, defines who you are. Well, you know I, I guess, mean? So, all right, so like, yeah. so like you, you and the guys have all um, internalized that accident in different ways, yeah. and, and you've come out yeah. stronger, right? Uh, yeah. Except for yeah. the one or two guys who can't play anymore. But you come out stronger, yeah. right? And so yeah. like now you could pray before you go on the road every night, yeah. go make yeah. this a safe drive. There's no reason yeah. for a second test, right? So you guys can be on the road constantly again, starting in late 2015. Cause you're groovy. You got a free pass, right? No, it, it, it doesn't work. Like it doesn't work like that. And it, it, it's pretty much, listen, man, you have to realize this, right? Every single person has one thing in common. You're either going into a storm, you're getting out of a storm or you're about to go in the storm about to go into a storm, meaning like bad things are going to happen to you. And like I said, it's like, it does, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not like a super magic trick and you're walking around like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. It's like, you know, when, when, when life gets hard, right, which it will, right, you have a, a rock that keeps you in place no matter, you have a foundation that keeps you in place no matter, uh, no matter what happens. You know, and, and I think, and the thing is, I definitely understand because you know why people would uh, would definitely think that you know because I used to be you know, like atheist agnostic, you know, dabbled in the occult and all that stuff. It's like, um, but like it, it's a uh, uh, it's one of those things where, where you look at it, it's like, all right, you know, life's going to happen, but you know, and me personally, uh, and and even Eric, former member of Candier, I mean, personally, you know, uh, my faith and what I lean on is what keeps me. And what is what keeps me grounded, you know, when the walls start caving in. And that's the difference, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think that's what the focus uh, needs to uh, needs to be on. So it's not a magic trick. Well, and also that, I, like, I've, I've heard it related to the idea yeah. that, uh, that basically if, if you ask God for 
to, I, I want to be a better person or I want this to go yeah. my way, yeah. you're going to get those challenges that make you a better person. So it may not be uh-huh. you, you don't get what awesome. you ask for. You, what, what you what you get is you get the, you get the the tests that are put in front of you. Well, to, I guess nobody's prayed to be well, better than well, me yet, dude. That's part, you, you, you. Well said. <laughs> like you hit it right. No, you hit it right on the nail. Like actually, you know what I mean. And like uh, you completely hit it right on the nail. You're like if you look at it like this, right? When if a guy starts. We're going back to UFC, right? In order for a guy, when when a guy, I love that. When a dude starts working out, he's go he's going to go through his body's going to hurt because it's not used to, let's say, you know, lifting weights or whatever the case may be. But as he's lifting those weights and as he's going through the pain, he he gets stronger. So it's like the same thing. It's like oh, you you every situation that you go through uh, that's bad, whatever. It will, you know, you can either, you, there's two types of people, the people who collapse under pressure and the people who rise to the occasion, right? So, like, uh, I'm not, um, I was, I was, it was the, the fight with, um, with Henan Burrell and, and, and Jake Dillashaw, right? Or TJ yes. Dillashaw, right? And, um, yeah, TJ Dillashaw and, um, and Joe Rogan kept on saying this one thing that's really stuck to me. He's like, he's like, TJ Dillashaw is rising to the occasion. I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, here's this guy, Henning Burrell, what, he, he hasn't lost in, like, what, eight years, like, ten years, like, eight years, something like that, like, 120 or 30 fights in a row, and here's TJ, who's not a Brazilian guy, you know, because, you know, the Brazilian guys are running stuff, right, like, when it comes to MMA, and he comes in, he was on The Ultimate Fighter, and he pretty much destroys this dude who's been champion for, like, the longest, and, uh, and he rose to the occasion. So, like I said, you know, there's two types of people we can collapse, when things happen, or we say, all right, well, I'm getting up, dusting myself off, and uh, seeing how, and this is going to make me better. Have you always yeah. felt like you're a person that rises to the occasion, or are there times when, you, when you've collapsed? Oh, no, there's definitely times when I collapse, but the, but the thing you have to look at is, you, uh, listen, man, everyone's going to collapse. The thing is, mm-hmm. But if you fall down six times, uh, you have to get up seven. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's a, like, fall down, you get up, fall down, get up. You know, the thing is, like, um, Someone's always uh, afraid of something, right? But, like, it, it, there's nothing wrong with being afraid, per se, but it's what you do with that fear. You know, you feel the fear, and you do it anyway. So it's like, uh, you know, like, when we first, when we hit the road after the accident, oh, yeah, it's like, I'm like, what is that? Is the road switch? <laughs> why, why is this vehicle moving so fast? I'm like, someone hold me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, you know what I mean? I like, don't get me a teddy bear or something like that. But, like, uh, the, uh, but like you know, but we got up and we hit the road and we say, well, this is what I do. You know, I could just go in a corner and cry. You know, I got to an accident. Like, no, well, this is what I do. I get up, hit the road again. You keep on trucking. You know what I mean? It's uh. I, I think I think that's a great way to look. Man, that must have been that must have been really tough to do to jump back on the road and 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 just yeah. kind of pick up again. Because I mean, I know I'd just be afraid of getting getting in a car. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's uh, it was definitely like I said. Um, I tell you, I, I, it's one of those things. Like you're like, all right, no, now it's like no texting and driving, no anything. Yeah, right. Keep your eyes, both hands on the wheel. It's like driving with a grandmother. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like uh, it, it, it's pretty intense. And I think that's one of the things that. I think that uh, fans, um, I'm hoping that they realize that um, this is speaking for like all the bands that hit the road. You know, you, we're playing the law of averages. Every time we hit that road, it's like uh, there's a chance that some bands will get like completely messed up from it or may not even you know, make it back. 
And so, in a sense, yeah, we are kind of risking our lives. Those late night drives, like yeah. driving for twelve hours straight and on to California, and you know, it's it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty intense. But like like I said, you know, when you're passionate about something, it's like uh, it's like whatever. I'll, I'll take my chances. It seemed like in the wake of that accident, each of you guys reacted a different way, which is part of what made it such a challenge to continue. You know, you're absolutely right. Well, you know, it's like you're, you're dealing with five individuals, you know, uh, raised differently, different circumstances, and, and how we, I guess, uh, handle certain situations uh, will help, you know, help to uh, direct, uh, I guess, our decision-making. You know, it, it was it was traumatizing, man. It was like, you know, um, you know, Mike, our bass player, like he was, from what I remember, while the vehicle was flipping and he got ejected, he was awake the whole time. That's insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, uh, it, 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 I, you know, and it hit me, it, it hit me a, uh, it, it hit me a few months ago. And, and this, this accident happened in 2002 and it hit me a few months ago that Mike was awake the entire time. I'm like, man, yeah. what did that look like? You know, and like, um, and I know that you know they found John like 20 feet away, uh, keys everywhere. I-, I woke up; I was the last one in the vehicle. Um, uh, I was the last one to call. I remember waking up. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Uh, I-, I remember waking up, uh, sitting on the ceiling uh, of the van while skidding upside down, and uh, hearing our driver Kevin uh, yelling. And at this time, all my band members were already thrown, thrown out from what I remember. Or maybe Ken, I'm not sure if Ken wasn't, but like, but at least um, three of the guys were, 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 were thrown out. And I just opened my eyes to hear this loud skidding, the stunts coming in, the sparks from the car coming in. I realized I was going to die. I'm like, well, I'm checking out. And I just passed out. My body just went into shock. I'm like, oop, later. <laughs> I think oh, that's saying, cool, man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now that I look back at it, yeah, it is kind of because I survived. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's well, but even if you didn't, it's like there's no pain, no nothing. You're asleep, good to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no pain, and 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 like I said, I think that's what you know. Just the sound was just like insane. I can't even put it. uh, uh, I can't even put it into words. And like the light was just, it was just crazy. But with, like I said, but but what I do admire is like, you know, fast forwarding to now, is that uh, just the desire for for, for fans, uh, for just wanting us to just come back and play. Like they just never stopped asking us and requesting. Like when you guys come back, when you guys come, back? and this is like, you know, how many years later, and they and we left in. Uh, an, an impact on them, you know, and and I'm completely uh, humbled by it because. You know, I, I already, you know, I moved on. Like, I can't deal with something that I did. You know, I just moved on with my life. But just to know that people are still like, dude, you guys have to come back. It's a, it's a very, very humbling uh, humbling uh, experience. No, it shouldn't be humbling. It should be the opposite. It should be, no, no. Oh, how it should be awesome like am I? Inflating. No, it should be no, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. See, I, I look at it like this, right? Humbling because, like, wow, it's like just to know that you had that impact on people. When it's going to be, listen, I think the only time that a uh, band should have an ego, uh, so to speak, a, a healthy, uh, is when they're on stage. Because, like, you went. Every single band that goes up there, whether you're a garage band or whatever it may be, when you're on stage, you should be the best band on the planet. 
that goes for the opener to the headliner. And like people need to see that. When you step off, it's regular whoever you are. But when wow. you're up there, you're working. Yeah. You know, when, when you're working, you know, be the best band in the world. Yeah. I got I got I got a total. If people start clamoring for me, I go damn straight. And let me tell you about my VIP club. <laughs> yeah, <try> That's <laughs> funny, right? <laughs> you know, it's because you know I've been doing it. I've been doing it like for so long. Uh, I kind of like once I do it, like let's say let's say if I do like an interview or whatever the case may be. For the most part, I I do it and I won't go. I won't read it. I won't listen to it or whatever. It's already out there. That's for fans. That's for, like, you know, like, you know, other people not to, to check out. I, I really know what I said. And it's like, all right, I move on to the next thing. I focus on music. Um, we want to, like, uh, the next interview, next show, and just keep uh, keep moving. Did he just tell yeah. us that he wasn't going to listen to our podcast? No. Uh, no I think no, that's no, what no. he just said. In the most polite way possible. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I knew you were going to catch him with that. As I'm saying it, I'm like, that didn't come out right. <laughs> no, and and, and he also told us... He's also told us that no matter how much I pray, he's still not going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it then, right? So, <laughs> I'll put you on my guest list. How about that? So, <laughs> and I listen to <laughs> you guys are awesome. Uh, awesome. awesome. So how long, so, how long so, do you guys? I'm, I'm, let me interview you guys. How long do you guys no, do no, for? No, 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 we're not no, letting no, you no, interview us. No, no, answer that question and we'll move on. Uh, how long have you guys been uh, doing that? I'm not going to answer another question to you guys. Answer that question. Uh, how long have you guys been doing that? We've been doing so what, we, the, the podcast. Yeah, the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've been so together we've been for doing, what three years now. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I think so. Yeah, episode 100's awesome. coming up, but we did it for about a, nice. uh, a year and some odd before we came to Metal Socks. Nice, very cool, but, man. Uh, very, very cool. Yeah. So, okay. is this the the like your sort of like uh, warning shot to the metal world that Candaria is coming back and you guys are going to be back on the road, or is this a one shot? Well, well, no, this is definitely not a one shot. We're working on a new record. We're in negotiations uh, with uh, with a label right now. Can't can't really uh, can't can't mention anything until we. I is guess we John not bidding enough money for the band? Uh, no, 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 no. We're pretty much we're like we're, the deal's pretty much done. We just have to sign it. I just don't want to say anything uh, uh, j- j- just yet. So, um, uh, but yeah, we're, we're working on a new record. The new Candyria album is going to be a concept album, which is something that we've never done before. So from song one to song, yeah, exactly. Oh, from song one, from song one to like song, uh, 11, it's, uh, it, it's going to be one huge story. And, uh, we're pretty much going to, uh, I, I'm, one of the ideas that I had, you know, going into this, I, I want to look at like, uh, every riff, every part. As like a camera angle, you know. I, I want the uh, I want the music to, you know, to really support the lyrics. You know what the character is saying. Then, so it's like uh, I just pretty much want it to be an audio audio film. So oh, I'm cool. super excited. Yeah. But one more, yeah. like before I get too excited, is it a Jesus yeah. story? <laughs> is it? Listen, man. It's not, it's not, not, not all the guys in my, not all the guys in my band uh, are like that. So I, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't do that. You know, I tell you, it, it's a can You know, I, it, it's a separate. It's just Candy is just a man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it's my job. Yeah, it, it's just my job. And like, I wouldn't. I'm not. Uh, they, they know exactly where I stand. Um, people know exactly where I stand. And uh, and whether they like it or not, that, that's fine. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not going to treat anyone differently. You know what I mean? It's, uh, um, but like, it, you know, it's a Candyria record. It's 
not a gospel record. You know what I mean? I'm just going to... Uh, <laughs> I'm just being real with you guys, right? No, yeah, like, yeah. You know, no, no, please. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether that's going to do you any good when you die. Do you, when you go and they say, well, what about that concept album? That seems like a pretty good marketing opportunity here. What's going on? And, you know, the idea that the rest of the guys aren't as into it isn't really going to fly. I imagine. I'm just, I just imagine. It, 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 it does, it'll, listen, 10 years is just my job. You know, if I worked at a bank, I, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't just turn it to church, right? So it's like, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, Kinder no. is not who I am. It's it, 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 what I do. That's what Alex is for. Make sure In God know? We Trust is on every dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I do, man. It's what I do. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's what I do. And so my thing is to pretty much just like, you know, pretty much like an, an audio film, like I said, and just writing something. Like pretty much what, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm looking at all the things that are going around in the world and like, you know, use whatever the case may be, and I'm putting it into the life of characters. So sound-wise, like, uh, how, how has it been, like, working on it? Like, uh, are, is it turning out, like, because uh, you guys have gone through phases. I, I hadn't I hadn't gone back and listened to, like, the old stuff in a while, and I was like, ah, before you're going to talk to you, I was like, let me go back and listen to this. I haven't listened to that forever. Yeah. And and I'm like, you guys have gone through some phases. Like, which which part of Candiri are we, are we talking about? Where are you guys now with, uh, with like, style and writing and that stuff? I mean, where, where do you kind of sit? I, I mean, all, I, all I can say is, like, vibe-wise, it's like, uh, like I said, you want to have peaks and valleys. And yeah. I, 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 I personally, um, this is going to be a, a metal record. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like, you know, I, I, yeah, it's going to be a metal record. It's one of those things where everything else, let's say if there's a jazz part or even like a cinematic part, whatever the case may be, the foundation of this record is going to be uh, metal. And I love breakdowns. So it's like, I, I think, you know, uh, it, but like I said, they have to be done tastefully. You don't want to put a breakdown in the song just for the sake of putting the breakdown. You want to make sure that it's there to make sense. If, uh, if we're writing a song and it doesn't make sense and it's not going in there, but this is going to be a metal record. And, and I think I'm, I've been listening to metal since I was a little kid, like, you know, like four, 13, 14 like, years old. And like, um, and uh, I fell in love with it again, like uh, even more so. And like, uh, and very, very cool. Yeah, and, and and I'm glad I did because you know it, it, I think it's one of those things that you know if you're gonna write a metal record, listen to metal, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean? but like I I I I have like this new love affair with with metal, and uh, I I can't wait to to use I guess um, what's inspired me right now and putting it on on this record, you know. So, Carly, when you talk about what it is that's going on in the world today that you're writing about, is it politics or is it? I I I I I stay I, I stay away from politics. I, I I don't I personally don't do that. It's literally just you know I, I, it's the human condition. It, it's pretty much what's going to be like you know what I mean because I know in order to connect with people, you know it's it, it, you want to find something that people can relate to. You know I think everyone has had uh, either their heart uh, broken or everyone's been through uh, trials and tribulations. Everyone's been angry. Everyone's been for the most part, uh, uh, betrayed, um, people have betrayed other people. So I'm just looking at the human condition, human condition, um, taking some ideas for what's going on in the world and just putting it and putting it on the record. You know, uh, ultimately it's a human, uh, story. You know? It seems to me like we're seeing more anger yeah. out in the world now than, than ever. I mean, Baltimore, Ferguson, New York, some of it's very justified. Yeah. Um, I'll say that, uh, and, and I think, you know, you know, it's, it's 
funny because I'm looking at uh, at those things uh, as as well. I'm looking at uh, other things. Um, I'm looking at everything globally, uh, so to speak. Uh, but I, and and what we're going, what I what I want to do is not to take a side, but just to look at it as uh, someone who's uh, either a reporter, someone who's just narrating the story. I'm, I'm not taking the side. I'm like, this is what's happening, you know, and I'm putting it into a story. You Are know? you not taking yeah, a side because you don't you you want to make sure that you're safe around the New York Police Department? <laughs> no, I, I got well. My, my brother's a sergeant. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's like, okay, listen, I'll tell you so right now. Like, that doesn't matter. One thing. Here's one thing that you know over the years that I've gone by, right? And this goes for anything. Okay, yeah. a man without enemies is a man who hasn't fought for anything. Whether it's for your job, your family, uh, your faith, even even protecting someone on the corner. Whether it's your uh, whatever the case may be, you know what I mean. When you fight for something, you're going to have enemies. Okay, so it's like so. What what, what whatever, and and I'm fine with that. Do I go out and make enemies? No, I, I'm I'm actually a pretty nice guy. You know what I mean. Um, but it's one of those things where like. I, whatever I feel needs to be in the story, I'm going to put it in the story. But I'm not trying to offend everyone. This isn't going to be an offensive thing at all. It's just, this is here's a story. This is what's going on. And I really wanted to focus on the characters, like get attached to the characters in the story. Yeah, so is, are you it. saying and that it, the uh, police are fighting for something and that's why they shouldn't be... No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not... I'm, I, 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 this, is what, this is what I'll say in regards to that. Like, you know, I think one of the problems uh, that 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 people tend to do, they try to one thing happens and they blanket every person from that group, just like that one person. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. so now we're yeah so now we're in a situation where not all cops are bad. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's no, like, of course not. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's what I mean. So they're, they're just you know, and not all politicians are bad. You know what I mean? It's just certain, you know, I, you know, certain individuals. But it's individuals they, yeah, working within a system without any accountability. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Perfect. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. Perfect. And and so what's starting to happen now? I have this one model that I go by: time and truth are closely related. Given enough time, the truth will come out. So what you're starting to see now is just the, let's say, the cops who are abusive, right? Uh, or the system, like you said, you're starting to see the holds, uh, the holds in the system. Going back to MMA, when a, <laughs> when a guy who doesn't have a good wrestling base, you know, he goes to fight a wrestler, you start to see the holds in his game. He might have knocked out nine people in a row, but the minute he fights a wrestler and he and he can't get back up, he's getting taken down, you see the hold in his game. So, but like I said, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you're just starting to see the holding system that need to be fixed. Not every cop is bad. You know, it's like, you know, not every politician is bad. It's like, it's just some of the bad apples are starting to rise up now. Especially now with, you know, cell phones and everything. You're being, every, everything you're being recorded probably a couple hundred times a day wherever you walk because of cameras. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just keep on reading about, like, you know, that good cop who sees his partner do something awful, goes to report it. Next thing you know, the entire department has completely shunned him and he's out of a career. Yeah. And yeah. It, I think there was something uh, in New York about that just recently. And it's it's yeah. to me, that's like, well, that's not enough good people standing up. That's not ah. just you know what I mean? You, you actually just said something very cool. OK, pretty much like when um, and it's something that I've heard before, like um when you see something wrong and you say nothing, you're you're just as guilty as the person who did that wrong thing. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like it, it's a phrase that I heard. I'm, I'm like, wow, you know, that that kind of makes sense. So, but yeah, it's like if 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 you let things, it's like having the hole in the sweater. You're like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. And next thing you know, it's so huge, you have to throw the sweater out. You know, it, it, it's it's the same thing. You know, if you see something like that, you know, enough people. But I, I think that's what's starting to happen. I think I think enough people are starting to stand up and 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 voice and voice their voice their opinion. Yeah, you know? I realize that they have yeah. to, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, absolutely. Carly, full U.S. tour coming in 2015, or we have to wait to 2016? Uh, yeah, uh, no, we're going to spend, um, we plan on doing uh, shows, uh, festivals, and stuff like that, like stints uh, in 2015. Um, but our main focus this year is going to be to finish the record. You know, yeah. so it's like, uh, and, and like, like I said, it's 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 a process because you know, we're we're striving for perfection. Um, cause we'll get there. Like I don't know, but I know that when I wake up, that's what I'm striving for. So there's this like process of like writing something, walking away from it for like a couple weeks, coming back to say, nope, that has to change. You know, um, and can and can the person what I just wrote right now if does this person understand what you know what i'm trying to get at so um so yeah it, it's uh we're gonna look at everything forensically every part and i imagine like you've got a, a huge balancing act to do between compromising uh the story for the lyrical hook or compromising the lyrical hook for the story you know what i mean well yeah well yeah it, it's you know you know i guess i kind of look like well not every pandiria song has a chorus and in, and that's one of the things that kind of makes this awesome because mm-hmm. it's like wow I'm just going from scene to scene to scene to scene. Don't get me wrong, there's going to be some songs that have choruses, but we're known for having parts that don't, I guess, repeat. Yeah. So it's like um, so, and now it's like I can put, I can use that to my uh, advantage, and we're looking at it like, all right, well, here's the next scene, here's the next scene, here's the next scene. So it's. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Dude, it's been great talking to you, man. It really has. And, yeah. and Would you say one thing controversial before we're done, though? <laughs> Just one? Oh, I, 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 I'll say this. Uh, I, I, I'll say this. Yeah, I actually might go back and listen to this interview. This was a pretty good interview. Because <laughs> 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 it, 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 it wasn't, ju- it wasn't just uh, about music. And it went to, you know, I actually might uh I'm going to put you on the guest list. So, oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the interview guest list, man. So, uh, Damn straight. So, so I got to make it. So that means I got to make it to Webster Hall on the 16th yeah. for, the, for the Black and Blue Bowl, man. That's what I got to do. Right? Yeah. All right, kid. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, exactly. man. You, you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Oh, 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 oh,
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today.
You know what? You love it. You sop it up with a biscuit. It's so fucking sweet. We butter the bread with butter right there. Berlin, Berlin is the uh, name of the song, dude. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a You're new welcome. music video for a different song, and that's awesome as well. Uh, just to be clear, we but I put the first wheel on that bandwagon, so everybody for, come on board. For whom? For, for, for we butter the bread with butter. I don't. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. I dude, mean, nobody was into them when I was into them. <laughs> I I had I had the, the them on my 2013. I knew who they were of the be- year. I knew who they were before everything was cool. These dudes, yeah, these, you know, that's I, what I'm saying. Well, what I'm telling you is that you're probably uh, you're probably still one of the only ones, uh, at least yeah. out there in the middle world. So <laughs> I, the I actually, wagon's ready. Yeah, it's it's definitely ready, and it's gonna be it's gonna be empty for a while. <laughs> uh, I actually dig that song. <laughs> I've heard a couple of the other ones on the record, and it's like, yeah, it's okay, it's pretty good. But that particular song, I don't know if it's that that for sort of faith no more callback thing that we were talking about with the girls saying Berlin Berlin there. Uh, yeah, but, instead of be aggressive, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I, I think it's actually pretty groovy. But uh, but yeah, it's I feel that I like it in an ironic way. Is 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 why I like it. But kind of the same the baby metal idea. Yeah, I I don't know. I I love them non ironically. <laughs> and and for that you're going to hell. <laughs> <clears throat> if you believed in it, but you know. Uh let's see uh what are we doing? We're oh we're ah, one minute to midnight. <laughs> Damn yeah. It. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So we get 60 seconds of music from bands that are are looking to be discovered and we turn that 60 seconds over to our friend Ile Levy and he uh uh, now, do you think that, his, do you think that they're criticism. looking to be discovered, or is it just bands that are trying to do do what they do, or is every band should be looking to be discovered? Yeah, if you're if you're not looking to be discovered, just stay in the garage. You know, <laughs> that's I, you know, I, I never understood that whole idea. Like, you know, oh, we only release cassette tapes. Well, if you don't want to be heard, just don't be heard. You know, mm. I, don't, I don't get that at all. Well, I think that these guys, what's great is, is that uh, they've basically submitted their music to us and decided to uh, let us either tear it apart or, or whatever. And this has morphed into something that that <laughs> that we didn't think it was going to be. We thought it was going to be a, a shit session, you know, to tear people apart. And it's really become something a little bit uh, nicer than that, right? Yeah, and and there's actually uh, you know some stuff that he likes. Yeah. Well, and Ial is one of those people that uh, that you know does a great job. Um, he's much more diplomatic than I could ever be. You know, it's a, I, I try to do that. I try to ride that line when people give me their stuff, and it's uh, it's very hard to do. And he's really good at it, like finding the positive. Let's get to it. One minute to midnight. A band has one minute or less to make a lasting impression on a label, producer, or fans. One minute, one minute. to be weighed and measured. Sixty seconds. One minute to midnight. All right, we're back with one minute to midnight with the great Ilevi, and we got two bands that we are going to be going over uh, this week. Uh, let's see who we got. Uh, well, let's see. The first one is called The Residence. Thank you. 
All right. What do you think? You know, this is kind of interesting because I think that album previews are a horrible idea. And usually when bands put together their own previews, they totally misrepresent themselves. Um, it's, it's one of those things that I've just grown to understand about bands. They shouldn't be writing their own intros and they shouldn't be writing their own, uh, or putting together their own previews. And the reason I want to say that before I go off on this, I, I want to make it clear that I'm not here to shit talk bands. I'm here to help them. And if they are misrepresented, then I'm kind of put into a corner where all I can do is talk badly about them. But here's where I'm going with this. This band seemed like they had some talent. So I decided to listen to another song by them called The Purge. It was the next thing on their SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. And it's way, 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 way better. Okay. Um, what I think about this is that, first of all, why would your album teaser be mainly comprised of a quote or a sample from a really not popular Al Pacino movie from 20 years ago that doesn't fit the feel of the music at all when you should be showcasing what's actually cool about the band. They, the band just has a lot more to offer. Uh, the other stuff I heard has way more interesting riffs, way more interesting arrangements and stuff. So, first of all, I just want to talk to the band about how they're presenting themselves. I don't think they're presenting themselves in the best possible light. So, you know, based on this, I think, okay, they don't know how to tune guitars, and they their arrangements are kind of weird because the clean guitars and the heavy guitars just kind of playing the same rhythm the whole time. And they must be 40 years old because the, uh, the quote from the movie, uh, wouldn't be done by somebody younger because they wouldn't even know what that movie is in the first place. And is it then the movie with, where he's all, the, Al Pacino's the like, uh, 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 Satan lawyer or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Ah. That's Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. Where, yeah, he's the devil. Well, Al Pacino's the devil, and he's also a lawyer. And he's got some, like, choice lines in that movie, but but still, I just, I don't know, man. Like, this is what you're going to show the world as your preview is mostly a quote by Al Pacino that is hard to even understand because of the way it's mixed when you have way better material. It's weird. Also... Um, so I would have thought that this was one of those bands that had only high vocals, you know, that kind of wanted to be Mike Patton-ish, old school Mike Patton. Kind of, that's what I thought based on the preview. Then I go to the next song, and it's like badass screaming and badass riffs. I don't know. It just kind of bums me out that this is what was given to me to review by the band. So do you think that's like a, in a, a lot of bands have that problem where they can't identify first off identify their hook or is it I mean is that is it just these guys you see it no all the that's time. a lot of that's a lot of bands and look uh, when you're talking about not being able to identify a hook that's a concept 
that extends all the way into marketing of any anything, not yeah. just music. It's almost impossible for people to predict what is going to be catchy or a hook or viral or, you know, whatever. So that's why, especially in online marketing, there's so many A-B tests and split tests and, you know, all kinds of metrics and data that tell people how their stuff is doing and that's why they correct their course all the time and don't try to not make assumptions ahead of time. So you take a band and they're very, very close to their music because they wrote it and they're supposed to kind of come up with what they think is going to be the preview, you know, the most enticing stuff without having any data back from their crowd or, you know, an independent, uh, you know, group of fans who gave them some honest feedback. It's kind of done off the cuff and it tends to not really ever work too well. Yeah, that's one of those things I, I, I get quite a bit where a local band will come to me and go, here's our new single. I'm like, well, how do you know it's the single? You might want to let me listen to it and see what I think is because it never matches, you know, like as far as like what what they their favorite song is never the never the one that's the catchiest or never the one that. Oh, why did you pick that song? I get that all the time. It's like, well, this one is the one that's got the memorable hook. It's got this. It's got this. It's got this. Oh, we never thought about it that way. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Yeah, I can tell you for from my experience being in a band, uh, the most popular songs, and this is based on feedback online as well as feedback on tour, uh, you know, the songs that the people responded to the most always wanted to hear would get mad at us for not playing, tended to be the songs that I liked the least. Of because course. I thought they were, I thought they were dumb. It's like, God, I can do so much better than this. Why are you? Why do you want this stupid song that I wrote in like thirty minutes? Why do you want? Why don't you want the one that I put all my passion and time into? And you know, it shouldn't be up to the artist to decide. Uh, you know, to make these kinds of choices because they're too close. It's too personal, and they're not going to be looking at this in an objective way. Yeah. No wonder you spend all your time in a studio away from your fans. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. Well, at least what I think is cool is that the 60 seconds were enough that you went, okay, I got to hear a little bit more, you know? And and I guess that, that there's something to be said for that. Well, the reason that I did that wasn't because I thought that the preview was cool enough to warrant a further listen. It was because... I listened to a bunch of album previews and found myself coming up with similar reactions and then thinking to myself, well, the first thing I thought was, why would someone submit an album teaser for a song critique? Seems like a weird thing to submit. And then I noticed that they all kind of were. And I started to think to myself, just it can't be that I think Every single thing sucks, and I don't want to be that guy. Let's just see. Let's just see if this fits my experience, and let's just see if at least one of these bands has better material than what I was given. And this band, uh, the residents, do. And, you know, anyone who hears this, if you think it sucks, go listen to their next song 
the purge and you might like it better well, let's move because. on to the uh, next band uh and and check this one out see if we get the same result this one does it this one says it's also a teaser as well deconsecrate is the name of this uh next band on one minute to midnight sounds old yeah now look i'm not saying that it has to sound fake or anything there are modern producers like kurt blue uh who are really really great at capturing the natural sound of a band yet making them sound modern and uh modern and tight so it's not i'm not saying that because this sounds old that it should sound fake that doesn't Instead, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it should sound up to date, you know, up to where the bar is at. Because they're not going to, they're doing themselves a disservice by putting out something that, 
sounds small and has slightly out of tune guitars and not that tight when if you actually did this correctly it would be presented in a much better light and you know the music itself isn't bad at all so I just think this band needs to work on their presentation more. So what would you say to a band that's that comes back with something like, oh, well, that's what we're going for, man. We're going for that distressed sort of old school sound. That's what we're, you know, that's kind of who we are and what we want to be. I mean, is that is that valid, too? Or is that is that, you know what I mean? Is, is that something that maybe maybe they need to rethink it? I mean, look, we can argue the validity of art all day and not. <laughs> not get anywhere yeah but i would just say that the fact that this was even submitted to something like this means that the band has their eyes set on a prize beyond being just a local band yeah otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't have submitted this this wouldn't be this would not be on a metal sucks podcast it would be something that they get together and work on on their own and the world would never even get the chance to hear to hear it in my opinion but uh since i feel like this band wants to go further than just a a local band i feel like they need to kind of present something that will actually help them get there um now again i'm not saying that they need to ditch their sound and go for a completely polished and sterile, you know, cliche modern sound. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that, uh, they should have a better production, um, and work with someone who's going to get their best work. Cause this is a band who actually has some kind of cool stuff. The bands that uh, will be turning themselves over to the Baltimore police department tonight are, <laughs> Uh, the Residents, <laughs> you can find them at soundcloud.com slash The Residents Band, R-E-S-I-D-E-N-C-E, not T-S, Band, and uh, Deconsecrate. Uh, they're on YouTube. And and I gotta say, they're both pretty cool with The Residents, just listen to the song The Purge, and, um, you know, Deconsecrate is pretty cool too. I just wish they had a better recording. You just gotta ignore the sound of the half-drunken beer rattling on the amp when the recording, right? <laughs> Yeah, and like the dinky little ride and the out-of-time guitars and stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, I I just got to say that I really do feel like because standards have changed um, and gotten better, I, I feel like people, the way that people take in music, like the way that they experience it, is partially due to the recording quality. At this point, the recording quality has gotten so good and so advanced that people are kind of expecting that. And Chuck, tell them how they can learn how to record better. Uh, yeah, if you want to learn how to record better, you need to check out uh, y'all's, the new podcast, man, the uh, Joey Sturgis Forum podcast. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff, man. You get some good advice for a lot of people that are trying to learn to record. Yeah, that's that's kind of the goal. It's uh, myself, Joey Sturgis, and Joel Wanasek, and we, we have basically five shows a month and we cover everything related to recording, mixing and mastering. We also have other awesome guests on and we try to basically dispel a lot of the myths 
that you'll find in online forums and try to get real information from people who do this for real now, currently, make records that actually are put out that people listen to. And it's, I just feel like it's an important thing to do to help people learn what it takes to actually make real records rather than what they might learn in a recording school that teaches them how records used to be made. You can find that at jsfpodcast.com, and then you also have um, a couple of other sessions coming up too, right? Yeah. Also do it in person um, at the boot camps. You know, if you go to unstoppablerecordingmachine.com, you'll see that Joey and I are doing a boot camp in Detroit, June 18th through the 21st at 37 Studios, and basically that's 40 hours of in-person recording instruction, recording and mixing instruction from the two of us. And we go into it all the way from pre-pro through a mix and the real deal. We're definitely doing a public service here, Travis, uh, to say the least, with One Minute to Midnight. Helping That's out cool. the bands, man. It's a good thing. It's a good, good segment. And thanks to uh, E.L. Uh, Levy for uh, for doing it, man. And this time around, though, we had to have him on the phone because uh, it was so funny. I was following along with him on uh, on Facebook about his, the computer problems. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel so bad for him. I'm like, dude, oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, so. That's an expensive thing, replacing a Mac. You know, it's like, you, expl- you know, you can go down to, like, the little computer store. You can replace a Windows computer pretty cheap. It's all good. You yeah, know? throw down a motherboard for 100 bucks. You know, no big deal, man. Yeah. But, but yeah, you get, you get a Mac problem and, and your hose and your hose for a couple of weeks too and when that's your livelihood god that sucks man so yeah i I feel for you brother (laughs) i really Uh do man but uh thanks to uh the bands who submitted this week uh who was it uh, the residents and deconsecrate Uh, yeah and you know we should remind uh bands that haven't yet submitted to you know find the post on um uh uh, on on metal sucks and you can submit through that post i got i forget what it's called just just do a search on the site for one minute to midnight it showed up about uh, a week and a half ago or yeah so. yeah yeah exactly and yeah. we need to we'll retweet it as well so if you want to add your stuff to it because who knows half the bands who have uh, submitted might have already broken up so yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely about, oh damn oh well yeah and <sighs> if you submitted months ago and we haven't gotten to it submit again yeah, true. Because uh, you know we're still working through we're working through the list, trying to do this once a month uh, with, with y'all and do two at a time. So it's yeah, uh, yeah it, it'll be a little bit. It'll take a little bit to get there. But we but if you resubmit, then we know that you're passionate about your craft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some and shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, and it just well, it just sort of you know it'll it'll put you towards the top of the of the list. You yeah, know? exactly. It's not no, a, no, it's, not it's, a, it's it, I'm not I'm not joking. It sounds like a goofball statement, but I, it really does mean you're serious. You know, yeah, because you want to be heard. It's funny because there are you know tracks that I listen to considering it, and it's like I don't think you're serious. You don't really want you know you're, you're trolling. You know, with your music, it's it's there's nothing that we're we're going to be able to uh, the Al is going to be able to tell you that you don't already know. You know, your your stuff is unlistenable. The recording <laughs> is really bad. You have you're funnier than you think you are, or you're you're not as funny as you think you are. You know, and so you on. Gotta so stop forth. doing so, album teasers. You know, yeah. yeah. 
you know, so there's stuff like that. So it's it's uh, uh, you submit again, and then we know you're actually you actually do want IL to go through your, your stuff. And and the cool thing too is it, even if your band isn't included, you hear all of the tips that he's given to exactly. other people, yeah. and you can use those to. Um, yeah, figure out which which clip you're going to use and how you're going to structure it and so on and so forth. And, and true, that, I mean, and that's one of those things that that really I was serious about that. Like a lot of time, uh, local bands or unsigned bands don't have any clue how to market their own shit to people, and it's it can be really really difficult to, for people to figure out who don't think in that respect. You know, when you have nothing but but your mom telling you that you're awesome it's really tough to go this is the song that i need to send to a label or this is what i need to put here this is what i need to do there and i think that kind of advice goes a long way because you know and you just need to get some other ears on it and maybe those ears are us who knows hey uh metal sucks podcast is brought to you by uh, creativelive.com so uh if you want to learn how to record music not only listening to that segment but you can also check out our friends at creative live who have classes on engineering mixing and mastering taught by artists like between the beard and me converge periphery dillinger escape plan head over to create live.com slash audio if you would like to learn some more i'm gonna tweet out like two or three classes that i think are pretty cool so follow me at godless speaks and and you know even if you don't have time to to go through their site which you really really should i'll try to send out some like stuff that I, I, to me jumps out that i think would be cool classes for people to check out and at some point i'm gonna try to do some other crazy stuff <laughs> i've been playing with this periscope app have you played with that yet man no because i'm not a i'm not a mac guy well we are bullshitting about like trying, trying to stream like live video stream the show and like some other stuff like that and i'm like oh this periscope i've started playing with that at bearded ape is where you can find me on twitter and that's where you can find this periscope thing that i do every once in a while something will pop up and i'm i was supposed to i was fixing a lightsaber today you know i was, I was I periscope me fixing a lightsaber you know it's like what okay we, i don't know why i just did so that's yeah. so cool so yeah it's actually kind of a fun little app and uh and it's something to play with so at bearded ape you can find me on twitter and also make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast and all that good stuff on itunes to search metal sucks podcast you will find it right there on itunes uh, every monday on metalsucks.net as well and that's where you can dig us up you can also find that speak pipe uh, if you want to leave us a message tell us uh, something about you maybe tell something about us that we haven't learned yet or ask us a question or topic start or something cool like that that'd be great okay so you can check those out those are at the bottom of every single post that we do at metalsucks.net so uh hit us up with all that good stuff till next yeah, time like a, well hold on just real quick what, 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 what? we, we, we got to give a uh, like a word you know hey hey ty <laughs> we got you and we got to howard and his his rebooted acid rain so thanks to those guys for uh, uh for, for speak piping us this week so that's awesome i'm gonna cut that out howard sorry <laughs> all right now i'll leave it in (laughs) all right now you can say goodbye all right and thanks to uh e.l levy thanks to uh carly coma and uh you know thanks to everybody else for uh, participating in the metal sucks podcast i'm chuck i'm godless and we are out